0: The Empty Tomb. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to to you, O Christ.
1: Sunday is a coming, and Sunday has come. The truth is emerging that Friday has not won. The soldiers who were so powerfully mocking are fleeing the scene and quickly reporting. The tomb is empty. We have seen it with our own eyes. The religious caste thought rapidly some lies. We can't let this story spreading. This would be the end of our ruling. Let us pay the soldiers and keep them from speaking. Get that it's all down to stealing. Oh, yes. The disciples told the body they essay, but Mary's experience told her no way. I've seen Jesus alive. He called me by name. She was ready to tell the whole world, come what may. Could such a story be told if it was not true? Let's turn to Peter to find some clues. Well, it's true. It's really true. I've seen Jesus. He's alive. I talked to him. He showed me his hands and his feet. I heard him. I even ate with him. You see, I'm Peter. And to be true, it was all confusing at first. We did hear from Mary, Mary of Magdalene. She came to us saying that her and some woman went to the tomb, and they found it just like that. The stone had been rolled away, and when they came in, they didn't see the body. The body was gone. So she came to us running, and she said, We've been to the tomb, but... The body is not there anymore. So, we thought we need to do something about that. Me and my friend, the disciple Jesus loved, we ran to the tomb. He was a much better runner than me, so he got there first. But he stayed outside. When I got in, when I got there, I got straight in. And it was true. The body was gone could see the strip of linen lying there and saw the cloth. The cloth that was around Jesus' head. Jesus' head who wore this horrible thorny crown. I could still see the stain of blood there. But his body was gone. didn't make any sense. Then I remember that Mary had told us about messengers that spoke to her, that said, Why do you look among the dead, the one who is now alive? At first I thought it was just some stories made up by some woman, but it's true, he's gone. Finally, my friend went inside the tomb too, and somehow we felt that something had happened, something very important, something life-changing. Yet we still didn't really understand. So we went back, and then that night all became clear. You see, we had locked the doors because we were afraid of the Jews and, particularly, the religious leaders. But then, all of a sudden, Jesus was there, among us, standing. I thought maybe he would have some harsh words. But he just said, peace be with you. And as he was starting to talk, it was like God breathing into us new life. We saw differently. I felt loved and forgiven. Forgiven of my lies and cowardice. Because you need to know that just a few days before, I had said to Jesus how much I loved him. And I had said, even if everyone else abandoned you, I will never abandon you, Jesus. I will lay down my life for you. But Then I realized, when the time came to prove what I had said, I didn't. You see, Jesus was arrested, beaten up, Taken away, I did follow him from a distance. But then in that courtyard, I stayed. I could see Jesus. He was about there, but he couldn't see me. Then some people came to me saying, you were with him. And I lied. I was afraid. I said I didn't know him. Someone else came, and I repeated The third time I have even swore I don't know him. That's when it happened. You see, the roaster crowed. And then Jesus turned and he looked straight at me. I felt so ashamed. I ran. How could I be so weak? I cried bitterly. But you see, when Jesus stood there in that room, I only felt loved. It was not the only time I saw Jesus. He turned up the week after. This time, Thomas was with us. He didn't believe at first. But when Jesus showed his hands and his side, he said, My Lord and my Savior. Jesus said, You believe because you saw me. Happy are those who believe without seeing me. But the most special occasion was on that beach. You see, Jesus made breakfast for us, cooked some fish. I think we all need, from time to time, to have breakfast with Jesus a time of intimate fellowship where he can speak to us deeply where he can reach us, tell us about his love. It was so precious that I wrote a few things. You see, when you have time of fellowship with Jesus, you hear his call afresh, his intentions for your lives, his purpose and his plan. It's never too late to go back to Jesus He forgave my unfaithfulness. I had sworn to remain faithful to Him, but denied Him three times. The truth is that everyone fails. But how we respond to our failure will determine our future. When we mess up, it is tempting to ignore it or run from it. I know I did. When He met me on the shore, Cooking breakfast, I was back being just a fisherman. Often we'll do anything to spare us from owning up to it. We can deny, rationalize or even blame others. me, I was back to my old ways, my old work, fishing. But there on the beach, Jesus lovingly rebuilt, and restored me to service. Yes, I had a choice. I had to choose to follow Him, His ways, or to remain in my old ways. I'm glad I chose Him, His life, His way, His priorities, His values. And God used me in great ways. He filled me with His presence, gave me such boldness. Actually, Jesus always knew. You see, for Jesus, he sees us as he intends us to be. That very first time when he met me, he looked at me and he said, Peter. Jesus didn't stop at the rough and reckless fisherman I was. He saw the rock I would become. And then finally, Jesus has been a good and patient teacher all my life. You see, over and over again, I needed corrections. And Jesus gave it with patience, firmness, and love. You see, the master teacher looks for students willing to learn. So go to him and let Jesus minister you to you. Go to him and let Jesus redirect you. Go to him and follow him.